podcasting for me initially was a way that I unfolded my message, you know, my platform for the world. But now it's different because I do have a community. It's an invisible conversation. Like right now I can physically see you, but when I'm, when I'm host on mic, I am having a conversation, hopefully with the listener. Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Welcome to the Movers Mindset Podcast, where I talk with movement enthusiasts to learn who they are, what they do, and why they do it. This is episode number 96, Vivian Carrasco, Mindset, Transformation, and Practice. Transformation is often thought of as a particular turning point, but Vivian Carrasco views it as a daily practice. She discusses stillness, shifting your mindset, and her touchstones. Vivi unpacks her thoughts on transformation and how podcasting fits into her journey. She shares her personal practices, thoughts on success, and reflections on her beginnings and her own path. Vivian Carrasco is a wisdom teacher, mindset mentor, and podcaster based in Fort Worth, Texas. She encourages and coaches people to love being human, helping them find their truth, overcome fear, and move forward on their heart's path. Vivian works one-on-one with individuals and also created Within University, an online platform for people to come together on their journey of living from their core. For more information, go to moversmindset.com slash 96. And this episode, as with a few recent ones, is also available as a video recording in our forum. But more interestingly, Vivian and I also recorded a podcast episode for her show, which is called Within You. And if you're searching, the you has parentheses around it. Uh, We'll link it in the show notes. But it was fun because we did a video recording, which is the audio for this podcast. And then separately on a different day, we did an audio only recording for her show and then did a post audio recording, video recording. So we had a chance to talk in different contexts. So if you if you don't love this episode, I'm sorry, <laughs> but if you like this one, you can also get a completely different perspective by hearing her interview me, and it's a completely different episode from what her and I recorded. So there you have it. Check it out. Thanks for listening. As I already said, good morning. Uh, I'll probably just keep saying Viv. I'll try and say Vivi. So many things to start with. I'll give you an easy one to start. What role did movement play in your childhood as you were growing up? Mm, Such a delicious question. I love that. So I grew up in uh, West Texas in the Permian Basin area. Specifically, I'm going to credit Pecos. The role that movement played, my cousins and I, my aunts lived within a block of each other. So we would just kind of barefoot walk from one to the other all day. <laughs> and no, that's a good thing. Barefoot. Barefoot walking. I mean, in the caliche, you know. I don't the, have shoes on. I don't either. Yes. I'm not either. showing you my feet though. There's a limit. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer not to have shoes on. It's just, it's just a thing. And I don't know now, you know, now that you've made a connection, maybe it's from my youth. We would just walk around. I mean, and the hair, I mean, the hair wild, the movement, wherever we wanted throughout the day, the only rule was to be back before sunset. 
my feet were so calloused. They were their own shoes. Like I literally recall stepping on a nail, pulling it out, and there being no blood. There was, there was <laughs> just... a little... Yeah. So movement as a child was always just about freedom and play and just... It was. I mean, it's just, I think, natural for us to to move 80% of our day. The other 20% I, I we sleep. So. Certainly where we all start. And I have so much, like, sometimes I think I scare people because I go, like, and I lock up. And then they're thinking, what is he going to ask me? And I'm It's like, the same way that I interview, like, so I'm totally okay. with you. <laughs> I, I bought notes. Like, I, I just, I generally have notes. But instead of, like, instead of just doing this, like, what is he doing? He's like, I'm, I'm looking at my notes. You know what? I'm going to do this to you instead. Hold on. Internet for the win. I love the internet. Okay. I'm going to read you a poem. Mm. Yeah, suddenly stage fright. Do not try to save the whole world or do anything grandiose. Instead, create a clearing in the dense forest of your life and wait there patiently until the song that is your life falls into your own cupped hands and you recognize and greet it. Only then will you know how to give yourself to this world so worth of rescue. And that was written by, oh, that's a hard last name, Martha Postlewaite. Yes, yes, Postlewaite, which I'm reading, Vivian's nodding, because I'm reading it from her blog. What made you share that? We're impatient in general. And I know when I went through my transformation with my dark years what I looked but when I looked back on it that's one of the things that I recognized is that I was so impatient that I wasn't allowing myself to be still and my my process took seven years mm. and then as I you know I've, I've had the community about six years and another, and that's something that's consistently consistently come up in our conversations is when will this happen? Why hasn't it already happened? So that poem just so beautifully invites you to be more patient with whatever process is happening because we don't know how, we haven't been taught how to shift our identity, how to, how to you know, move through change. You know, it's all very difficult for us as humans. It's not how we were designed. So that poem it just encapsulates that so beautifully. And for me, it was what I, almost like an invitation, like what somebody might need to hear that's going through, a, um, you know, an inner, inner transformation, outer change, whatever is happening. It's like, be still. And also when you go into nature, and one of the things that I love to do is sort of mirror our processes, how we change, you know, the dynamics of what's happening in us with what happens in nature. And, I I used to do a practice called sit spot and you had to sit for at least 20 minutes before nature would readjust. And I used to, like when I go into the forest, I just playfully sort of very slowly. And the slower that I become, the more that the woods or the scenery or the environment around me becomes alive. And it's almost like I try to reflect what I learn in nature back into my own way of life. And um, so that's why that poem's there, because it is, it is uh, instructions. I, I got all excited when you're talking about the sit spot, because I've, it's something I've done, not really realizing what I was doing. And then I encountered another podcast guest who was talking about it. 
if you just listening just went, wait, what's that? Please go look it up. Please go try it. You will discover you're probably already doing it if you're listening to this kind of podcasting content. I think that's, I think it's something that is inherently necessary that we do that type of like a vitamin, you know, the deficiency if you don't get that. Um, but I, I mean, Western hemisphere, society, current culture, it's something that most people are deficient of. I think a lot of people who listen, if anyone listens to this podcast, they're probably more outdoor and movement oriented. Um, but even then, there's so much that we're exposed to where the invitation is to turn back into the crazy person in the car, the crazy person in the grocery store, the crazy person in line, the crazy person in the post office. Like, It's really important to be mindful about going back to like, wait, 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 what am I not doing? And I'm obviously the project's called Movers Mindset. So I'm stuck on mindset. And just for fun, I went like to the dictionary and it's like a mindset. Like what's the definition is mindset most simply is a way of thinking or a fixed mental attitude or disposition. And I hadn't really realized that. I mean, obviously it's got the word set in it, mm -hmm. but I'm wondering. So, you, you know, here's a, I'll actually give you a question. I swear you've obviously gone through a mindset shift and I'm just wondering, do you feel like one, like that one big one, although I know there have been other ones, there has to be like the empty nest mom has to have been a mindset shift or the, uh oh, my husband retired from the military. You know, now there's two of us in the house shift. But I'm just wondering, is like one mindset shift, like one major one enough for you? Or do you feel like now that you see how much better, maybe better is me putting words in your mouth, your life can be, like, well, I can't wait for the next one. Yeah, I have gotten over sort of the fear of what will happen next, you know, which pivot, which change is going to come up because it does get better every single time. It gets richer. It, it feels more alive. But in the beginning, yeah, it was, it, was be, it was tough because I didn't know how to move through that, right? I didn't, my life, and, and I am so grateful for every freaking minute of it. My mm. life and my identity were built around my children. And so when I had that empty nest, it was a, a big sort of melting of who am I now? And now I look back on it sort of nostalgically because I've recognized that I am in another uh, phase with them. They are adult mm. men and we are becoming, we know we, you have to allow another type of relationship to arise. But that's one of the things that actually comes up in my work is this question of when will I be done? And I, I'll, it's, this, it's this kind of silly metaphor, but I use it a lot because it's, it relates very much to my life is that we can't think of ourselves as dinner. Like you're not going to make dinner and be done. <laughs> we that's a new have metaphor. To, you've never heard this one, I promise. We are more like laundry. Wait, let me swallow. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> we're more like laundry. We're like laundry. It just keeps coming and you have to just separate it and fold it and put it away. <laughs> just because, and then here's the other thing. Um, and, and, and both myself and in, in my, in my clients, um, there's this, I, the icon that I use that actually was in, I don't know how to say it. It, it found me was this um, seashell and, and the seashell, you know, turns towards its center. And that's what we do. And we deepen as we turn towards our center. So you might experience the same type of shift, but it's, it's just a little bit different. It's, it's almost like, you know, when you adjust 
Um, I don't do a lot of rock climbing, but I have, you know, attempted it. And, you know, you, you, you move slightly to get a better grip. You know, when we're taking this horizontal trip from our head to our heart, you're doing the same thing. You're going to continuously evolve. And that's the language that, that my folks use is it's an evolution that is consistent. So you stop looking for the finish line. And you actually start to enjoy the movement, the journey through it. So many threads there. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm not going down the rock as much as I love rock climbing. I'm not going down that thread. Do you want to hear the seashell story? Yeah, I'm torn between. Tell me the seashell story. So yeah, let's just go there. <laughs> story you'd like to share? But there's so many stories. <laughs> this is Pick um... seven. <laughs> <laughs> so... I had gotten to the point where the nest was empty. The kids are coming out of the house. I had finished sort of all of the accolades that society said would, would make me happy and fulfilled, you know, a terminal degree, a doctorate, you know, the, I, I used to do international uh, partnerships and I had gotten to the international piece. And after that, there's just not a higher rung. <laughs> right. I was like, what do you do after international? Um, so I got sad. I got sad because I'm like this, you know, the finish line doesn't look like what you said it would culture, what you said it would society. Um, did I climb the wrong ladder? Have I done this wrong my whole life? And I was in a really introspective place. You know, the word that I use that I can't, that I've heard that I can't say myself is a malaise, you know, that like, you know, suddenly I went, well, that's easy to say. And then my brain went, no, I can't pronounce malaise. Say it, Craig, <laughs> say it. <laughs> malaise malaise see it just even feels like malaise <laughs> well, that was, yes, yes. it was it was the whole season of my life and I had these beautiful girlfriends who we took a girlfriend's weekend on the in North Carolina near the Outer Blank Banks and we were walking along the beach and I was just like I'm I'm surrendering like I give up there's no way for me to figure this out I don't know what I've done wrong I don't know how to do it right because it's just not aligned. And in that moment, I said to myself, I just need, um, internally, I was like, I just need help. I need some, something to guide me. And in that exact moment, I felt something under my foot because I was walking barefoot. <laughs> I felt something under my foot and I stopped, you know, paused the conversation and I, and I dug in the earth and I dug up and it's right behind me on this shell. It's actually you know, shallow depth of field. You can't see it. Right? Why is it so hard to point at things in a, in a video of yourself? Yes. Um, it's, it's right um, there. But it is huge. And so I dug it up and I thought to myself, this symbol is what's going to guide me through this process. Mm -hmm. And it did. You know, just that turning inward, that listening, it's just that seashell has been a sort of um, touchstone for me. Thank you for sharing that. I was just thinking about, oh, there is something about the sound of the sound of the surf. And I think it just comes from the fact that it's low frequency and it's this big thing that you know is going to exist before you, after you, while you're there. It's like really, I mean, unless you're like a teenage maniac on the beach, for most people, it brings you down mm -hmm. um, like it and not, not like bummer down, but brings you back to the grounding so I think that's a great, uh, great story. Um, six more? 
Definitely. Let's do a dozen. <laughs> you know, I'm an overachiever. <laughs> yeah. I also want to talk about podcasting, but like if there's another story that's bursting to come out, let's, let's do that. Well, I think um, I, 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 what's coming up for me in the moment isn't really a story about me. It is the idea of movement and how you said, what did I, how did I move as a child? One of the things, I don't know if you, are you familiar with this ring, this OU ring? Oh, <laughs> I say the word, oh, I think of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is oh um yeah it's an aura ring i think it is, is that what I th- yeah yeah and it's actually that you you geek you have a computer around your finger that measures yes go ahead i am passingly familiar with it so and the reason that i have it is because the focus in my life right now because there's always something that's going to bring you up to another level is the amount of movement i have in my life and the ring keeps reminding me that i'm not moving enough i mean this type of lifestyle pandemic, you know, within four walls. So movement, it's just, it's just so important. I just wanted at this, like I'm taking this opportunity to segue into thanking you Mm. for the focus that you're putting on movement and, and the mindset around it and how enriching it makes our lives. I mean, even though I live in a house, I could sleep outside if, if, you know, it wasn't cold, and I wouldn't. <laughs> I would say, and, and the, the pillow wasn't so. Keep me alive. <laughs> it's the mosquitoes. I'm great until the mosquitoes show up. <laughs> but you know, I just I see that as a gap in my life that I need to fill yeah. because I just remembered how, like, I sleep so soundly. I yes. eat the right amount. It just it regulated because I moved so much as a child. It regulated everything about me in such a natural way that now I have to consciously work at doing it mm. you know sometimes i try to hold like a thread through the whole they make the whole podcast make sense <laughs> <laughs> i gave up i gave up like 70 episodes screw that um, uh so i'm always debating like how much of the context do we need for this to make sense so in the context of podcasting so uh podcast geek side try you do host on mic which is basically vv talking and <laughs> although i often do these soliloquies where it's me talking forever. I'm not doing that. I'm doing two people talking. And I'm wondering, what is the experience like for you? And I don't, I don't mean like, I mean, we can geek out on nuts and bolts podcasting stuff, but what's the experience for you of using it like as an outlet for your own transformation? So like some people go for a walk, um, but you're also using this tool of basically speaking into the void because even if you look at the download numbers people aren't like responding you're you're basically like in a you know a little sensory deprivation chamber by yourself and you're talking to this you know stuff so what has the experience been for you using podcasting uh, as a tool for your journey i'm curious that's a that's a really good question and and actually I didn't know if it was a cough or a burp, but I was like, I got to go away from the mic. (laughs) I'll take the opportunity to go, Melissa, read the chat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. So podcasting, I often don't know what I'm thinking until I'm saying it out loud. So way back in 2014, podcasting was the way Mm. that I unfolded the message that I was given. Because basically, that's what I feel like happened at the end of my transformation. You know, God or divine or whatever name you call, you know, God, I call her or her, whatever, whatever, yeah. It was like, you got it, now go teach it. Like, you have to share this. You don't get to just keep it. And I'm like, not for me. But Mm. when I 
mustered up my courage. The only way to move that through me was through my voice and recording it and then listening to it and understanding it. And it is still unfolding all these years later. It is now becoming actually more tangible. I go, oh, I get it because it keeps repeating and repeating and repeating. So podcasting for me initially was a way that I unfolded my message you know, my platform Mm. for the world. But now it's different because I do have a community. It's, it's an invisible conversation. Like right now I can physically see you, but when I'm, when I'm host on mic, I am having a conversation. What do you hopefully have in, with what the do you listener have in front of you when you do that? Cause like, I, I don't, I'm not quite sure what I would like. What do you look at when there's no, like, so I can't turn my camera around, but right behind me, there's a wall of hand painted pictures from my kids and my nephews and nieces. Mm. And this is really odd, but there's a picture literally right in my eye view here. If I'm sitting here that I'm looking at this picture and it's this circle man. And I just imagine talking to my kids' daughters you know, this is for me a way to create a legacy. Like this is some, like when we teach, right? When we speak, we're sharing what we think will help somebody's life get better or what we've learned through our own life about what makes it fun and exciting and where we geek out. So it's, it's, that's what I do. I imagine the generation that hasn't been born yet. It's an excellent, like, drop the mic. <laughs> excellent answer. What you? Because you know my kids are adults, right? Like, I mean, I, I, I'm aware of that. Yeah, I don't, I don't actually even think I've ever heard you say any of your children's name. I'm not fishing for details, but like, I mean, I know no, yeah. have kids, but I don't know anything about no, them. I think they're okay with it. And if they're not, they should listen to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> now choir. <laughs> Pay attention. Uh, so it's Josh and Jake and they're, um, Josh is turning 29 and Jacob's 25. So. You know what I think the hardest part about having two people like the, you know, this is two talking heads. The hardest part is I always feel like I'm denigrating, devaluing what you just said when I try to talk about something else. Mm. Like it, it's really hard because I'm like that was really cool and now I'm still thinking oh right I forgot I have to talk to these people like that for me is really hard the I was just writing about this the other day the participatory experience of creating a thing so like I mean well I don't know how engaged you are in like how we're creating a thing like as a meta process but I'm like thinking like what's in the background what's in the background there do we have the audience like there's a whole process of creation. It takes brain power. And then there's the whole process of like, I just want to have a conversation with Vivi. You know, that's interesting because that's what I do when I, when I have an interview on my podcast. I literally am just having a conversation with that person. And right now I was talking to you. What I found is that I, as a listener to a podcast, put myself in the, in the, in the, in the, in the play of it. Right. It's like, Oh, really? And then? Yes. And then you did what? You know, and so if we are dancing with each other in this conversation, my opinion is that the listener will will kind of move with it too. Be drawn. Yeah. But thanks for bringing that up. That's... Well, now I'm going like, whoa, but that means you're trying to 
play solitaire when you, yeah right that's, that, that's a rabbit hole <laughs> like the difference between whoa clipping the difference between when you're trying to co-create like so nobody asked me anything about podcasting really but but what i'm what i'm actually trying to do is to create a space where two or sometimes the, the most fun is bring three people together who all know each other really well and then try to insert yourself as the fourth person in a conversation. Mm. Oh my God, that's fun. But to create a space where the people that are here with me are willing to just take a leap and to see what we end up like, well, I don't know, this is what's the experience going to be? Just jump kind of thing. So that's really what I'm, you know, why don't I just have Zoom calls with Vivi, you know, on a Thursday morning? I'm like, well, that's a, actually, that's a good idea. Why don't I do that? But also why are we recording? Because I think there's um, a lot of value that, I mean, I was gonna say, people don't realize they have value to share. You are well aware that you have value to share, but a lot of people don't realize. A lot of people I talk to, they're just like, little old me, what do I know? And I'm like, trust me, just keep talking. I'm off rambling again. I think everybody sort of, I think that's a good, that's a good point for me to, everyone feels that. Everyone doubts themselves in some point, you know? I... I don't know if it's because of the way that I create, but a lot of the times I'm surprised when I listen to something that I record because it, I, I consider it a co-creation. You know, it is, mm-hmm. it is a co-creation. And so right now there's four of us or six of us here, you know, in the last decade, especially I have uh, really come to recognize my own tradition, my own ancestors and just, the meta of the difference between what is physical and seen and how much of this world is invisible. Like Albert Einstein talked about how we have like invisible mountains of energy that we sort of move us through the world. Right. So that felt like a tangent to me, but I just wanted to say, we all doubt ourselves, whoever we are, regardless of what platform you have or whether you have. Or don't have, if you're doubting yourself about, I tell people all the time, start journaling. If you can hear me, go get a pen and not a pencil, go get a pen and start writing stuff down. Because when you look at your journal entries 10 years later, you're going to be like, what? Oh, that was not a big deal, bro. Like you were, you know, but, but like to be able to look back on that stuff, which I, I do every morning to look back on that stuff is like, I don't even, I don't even remember that. I mean, like, look, I, I clearly was in the hospital. I thought I had a heart attack, you know, it was like, clearly this was a big deal, but I can't even remember what that felt like. So even just capturing stuff for yourself is super useful. But you were talking before about recording, trying not to mess your words up, recording for the next generation. Mm-hmm. And I've heard podcast with like really famous people who've talked about like, yeah, I kind of was podcasting in the sixties with my eight track. And I was like making recordings of myself and I, not that I'm looking forward to listening to myself, but when I record something, it's like, that's going to be, I can look back at them, not look back and listen back on that. So there's people could do that with your, just whip out your iPhone or your Android and just hit record and record voice memos for yourself. And then please save it somewhere because if you lose it, you'll be so distraught. Um, but being able to, sort of sneak up on your past self and like catch a different, catch it from a fresh perspective. It'll never be completely objective, but I think, Ooh, I'm, I'm getting a question. <laughs> they they kind of come in. I was sure they come in from somewhere else. And the question I'm having is, do you think it would be possible for somebody to have one of these big mindset changes if they didn't have some way of either grounding themselves or some way of like referring 
back? Like, can you just sit in a cave, you know, or sit at your desk job and hope that this transition is going to happen? Or do you have to be putting in some, maybe not literally daily effort? Mm -hmm. Like for me, journaling is like, and, and the blogging that I have a blog, I write something every day. And, and for me, these are processes like, why am I doing this? I don't know. It's a pain in the ass. I mean, it's really a pain in the ass, but I know that 10 years later, like that worked out really well. So like I'm putting that in as my personal effort to work on myself. So I'm wondering, do you think that it's necessary that somebody do that? So I have, I, 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 I dived into the research after, during and after. So I've kept up with it since then um, on transformation, you know, that interchange, how the mindset um, can shift. And, and if I recall correctly, there are three major ways that, that we're, that we can Switch. think different, right? The first is an outside trauma, like a car accident or a, you know, a, you know, something <laughs> changes significantly yeah. on the outside and boom, you know, you're adjusting to that. And then, oh goodness, I lost the second one. But the third one is drip by drip. Because as human beings, we have to, one of the things that, that, I, that I've gotten, we don't know who we are, but we don't even know our design. So as a human being, the way that we learn is consistent practice over a period of time. So I am huge on the daily, but I am very gentle and open to what that daily practice is. The daily practice could be like right now, I don't know if the camera's catching it, but if you were to... Just watch the smoke or the, the what is this called? Steam steam. rise from my tea. That would open a space in my mind to allow something else to come in. You know, it's, I think we're, I don't, I get, one of the things I get upset about is the, is the idea that you have to do something a certain way and that you can do it right or wrong. Mm. I mean, if it's, you're going to fall or if it's danger, that's different. But effed up. (laughs) You know, you can F things up, but there's no right and wrong. There's, there's your way and your way changes by the season that you're in. I used to do sit spot. If I hadn't let go of sit spot, I wouldn't be doing the practice I'm doing now. Or, you know, you move through these things and some things click and some things don't. So you will be invited. So to answer your question, my opinion is that you are consistently invited to transform, consistently invited to change. But because of our design, we're pulled back into a form, an identity, a a role, a role because of safety, right? We want safety and we want connection. And if the and we need that, I mean, it's a human need. Every animal needs it. And if, when I was going through my transformation, the biggest pain point for me was, you know, when you have a loved one that's close or even my kids are like, why are you changing? Like, you're good the way you are. That will pull you back, but you're constantly, you, the bus is going to come again and you can get on is what the the one thing that I want to say to you, to your listeners is you didn't miss your opportunity. It's going to come back around. You're being invited to open, to change, to have a new way of thinking. It's just going to come again. It's, you didn't miss, you didn't miss the, you didn't miss the bus. I I love silence. (laughs) There's too much Craig in this show. Anyway, um, we're just going to cut all of me out. It'll just be... Absolutely just... not. You're a genius. And I'm going to say it on the record. I... Um, why I, do you... What... what give, me, give me some examples. Ah! <laughs> like, why do you... Then I don't mean like... I like Because Craig already has an ego problem. But, but what I'm thinking is like, what about what I'm doing do you think is genius? Well, one of the things that 
So uh, there are three levels of Craig genius I want to touch on, right? <laughs> Shit, the, I do. <laughs> the first one is your, your role in community. I've observed you. You are a teacher. You're a mentor. I mean, and you do that naturally. It's a lot of hard work. I know it is. And so okay. I just want to tell you, dude, you, you are rocking it. I watch for what you post because it teaches me. You know, so so thank you for that. The second one is you and I got a chance to work on a very tiny project together. And I had a glimpse of all of the knowledge in there about all the things. And so secondly, I admired that because I'm a nerd. And then third, this. This takes a lot of work. I mean, oh my God, yes. <laughs> I know how much work this takes. And you guys do an amazing production. I mean, the show notes, the timestamps, the video and audio. I am just like goals right here. <laughs> Seriously. So a lot of times we're like hair ripping out but, right here. <laughs> but the other thing in the meta across all of that, and, and this this I I'm gonna adjust because I need to move. And you said it was cool that I moved. Yeah, you can move. I gotta move stand still. And then my my levels will change hopefully so I can get to green. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So the other thing, and and I think the thing for me that I want to sort of umbrella this whole thing is a word that anchors me a lot. Then the word is metanoia. And if and it's originally Greek. Sometimes it's translated in uh, scripture as uh, repent, but it's actually a greater mind. So the mover's mindset is actually for me like a core, a it's a, it's a central teaching that the world needs to hear. We soften our hearts and we change our minds. And without doing those two things regularly, we can't live a rich life. I mean, we just can't. Outside of the nutrition and the physical, the, the life that is available to us just by seeing something differently, thinking about something differently, adding a new perspective, it's a rainbow right? It's, it's a myriad of, of things out there. And if we don't have training or practice in how to do that, then we just can't step up that next ladder. Mm. So you're doing important work, dude. Right back at you, dudette. I looked at what you've done it's a sight gag, people, if you're only hearing me saying it. Within university, there's a parentheses around the U, the first university, U mm-hmm. university. <laughs> I use university. So it, it's a lot we want to go within university. But I love the way that you built the program. I haven't, I haven't signed up, sorry. But I love the way that you built it and that you've, you've created a community. And I was going to say it's all encompassing, but that's the wrong word. But it, it's, it's basically the lesson that you're sharing here today in a repeatably deliverable place where people can, you know, be on the journey together with each other. And one of the things I wanted to ask you, so, so like, yeah, I, I'm a podcast geek. Like, <laughs> so like one of the things I wanted to ask you is, Hey, why'd you stop? I haven't heard from you in a while on the podcast. I keep like, you know, it's my podcast player stuff, but like the way that you sound is like spectacular. And so I'm just like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta drink like lemon juice or something before I talk because it doesn't sound as good as Vivi does. So I think you're doing a great job with how you show up, and I don't just mean the sound of your voice. How you show mm-hmm. up in your episodes, and I, I on my notes, I was like, I want to ask you about. 
I'm going to say the capriciousness of success. And I don't mean like, how are you successful? You didn't do anything. I mean, I'm going to suspect that you have the same feeling that I do, which is like, I don't have any idea how any of this is working. I have no clue what's going on. I'm just doing what I think I'm drawn to do and people seem to like it. So I'm going to keep going. And I'm just wondering, because I, I suspect that, you know, everybody has the same voice in their head and anybody who has any, even the slightest modicum of success has the same, like, I don't know. I mean, this is working, but I'm going to keep doing it. So I'm just wondering, <laughs> you're nodding along vigorously. I don't know what the video is probably focused on me. I'm just wondering what your thoughts are when I say, capriciousness of success i don't know what capriciousness means oh i'm sorry i didn't mean to do that so capriciousness no, no, no. is Go like ahead. i don't have any idea why i got the winning lottery ticket that capricious is just like there's no rhyme there's no reason it's not reproducible i've heard even people like tim ferris who is wildly successful say like i don't know i just wrote a book and it's just like everything came together and all of a sudden it was this juggernaut and then I thought, maybe I'll do a podcast. And it, that exploded. And, I, and he, he says that he's forever grateful to all the people who support him because he's like, you know, I, there's no way that I did this. I mean, I did mm. all the things. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I'm like, yeah, uh, I got a checklist with 700 things on it. And there's people that work with me. And But like all I did was these 14 things. I could give them all the in 20 minutes. Yeah. Longer, but but to me, it's like, why does that equal success? Like there's magic sauce here that I feel like I didn't put that in and I can't reproduce it. I don't know what it is. So the capricious is just like, I don't know how this works. Just happened. For for me, that that's actually divided up into two realms. So the first one is yes, that is the way that I live my life. I I follow the flow and 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 then it works out, you know? A person shows up, an opportunity shows up, uh, you know, a framework shows up. And one of the things that's, that's interesting for me in the last couple of years is as we've moved through, in, our commun- in my community, we go through seasons, we follow the seasons, and I call them journeys of discovery. And what the um, members, students, you know, I don't, they're, they're my girls, you know what I mean? These people. <laughs> Yeah, my peeps. Um, What they're doing is they're showing me steps. They're showing me, oh, we do this. So they're giving it, they're giving it um, texture because we, I unconsciously do this, right? And so as they're moving through it with me, then they're, then they're getting into the rhythm kind of like on a dance floor Mm -hmm. and then they're showing me and then I understand it a little bit more, which is why um, I think you'll be very, very excited. One of the things that's happened in the last year is almost a framework um, for an undercurrent of how to invite transformation. And it's, it's a backload of catalog episodes are going to come out really soon. I promise you, I can't wait to, to get your feedback on them, but I'm excited for them to publish. So that's what's happening. Yes. I don't know how the heck, right. And I'm learning as it comes back to me in a, almost a circle. Um, and then secondly, I really want to talk about, because for me, if you can imagine, if you're listening, um, I believe that words frame your life. So if you have a frame, like a picture frame, and the word life is in the middle, then there are words all around it that frame your experience. And success is one of those words. So my definition of success is probably not what other people define as success, but 
they would define what I do successful. Does that make sense? I, I don't so. measure. Although my CPA was like, you know, dude, you're going to get audited if this doesn't make money soon. <laughs> oh, I remember her saying the club. that. Join High five. <laughs> but it Have is the now. Yeah. Exactly. It is now. It's totally legit. And I just waited. You know, things take time. And it is successful because I hear things from folks that say it made a difference or it matters or, or whatever. So yeah. yeah. When you hear someone say it, it's like, okay, okay. Well, I've mm-hmm. had, you're not the, I mean, I have had other podcast guests say really nice things afterwards. And I was just like, Oh, thanks for that. Because now I can never stop. <laughs> like, I mean, I was already like, eh, I'm not sure. I think this is good. And then people say things and I'm just like, Pfft. Okay, I got to keep going. You know, shovel shovel the life into the you know into the what's the thing. So, thank you for saying that because I'm actually thinking December's a good time to end, publish the back catalog in 2020. Uh, you know, I, yeah. I mean, it's uh, we recently started doing. Like, I don't know where it was when I recently, like a year ago, just like duh, discovered the idea of seasons in the podcast. Mm. I was like. Right. I can stop at any point. just we were like in this weekly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, no, we can just stop. <laughs> Take a break. And and we took a break and it was like, oh right. Like you can have a life because they, I mean if you if you're publishing every week, it's just a berserk grind. And and now it's like we we have uh I don't I don't know exactly what number you will be. It's in the you'll be in the nineties and we're like eighty-seven went out yesterday, and we have every episode through one hundred is like I know what it's gonna be. Like we know who it is, it's either recorded already or there's like one, I think there's one more to record. Like it's all laid out. Wow. And and let's see if I can make this relate to anybody who isn't a podcaster. So there's something to be said for just do the drip by drip, just show up, just create, just mm-hmm. go to the atelier and paint. But there's also something to be said for like, you know, showing up some days and going, you know, I really feel like I've done enough oil painting. I'm going to move all the cool stuff over here and I'm going to make this space. I don't know what I'm going to do with it yet, but I'm just going to make a space. And so, yeah, I think the idea that you're you're working on a catalog and that you have a plan to release it, but then you also know that you'll be done with it. Like that, that block of stuff. Um, whereas I got into a, I'm going to say a vicious cycle where we had no concept of where the end would be. It was just like, yeah, just like N plus one, keep going. Mm. So I, I think that was something that I learned. I think I literally learned that through podcasting. Like let's invent a process that is absolutely unsustainable. <laughs> <laughs> and then rope in more people. And yeah. So, yeah. Oops. I see what you did there. Yeah. So, uh, mm. So sometimes when I get desperate for things to ask, I will say, was there anything on your mind on your way to the interview that you were thinking, oh, I hope we get to talk about dot, dot, dot. I recognize, you know, you didn't give me questions ahead of time. And that Never and do. I, I don't do that for the folks that I interview either. And that that is, um, I am imagining that it's nerve wracking for folks. For me, it was, <laughs> it was delightful because it is, it is sort of born in the moment, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I just want to, loop back to what you said about capricious success, you know, and for, for folks that are listening, you know, they're already interested in, in a mindset change, right? Yeah. How far in are we here? An hour and something? Yeah. Or whatever. Like, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but yeah, we're like 45 minutes in. If you're listening. This is, this is a way it's not the way. And it may not be your way, 
But being open to the unknown, not knowing what questions you're going to ask me, not knowing what conversation we're going to get in. This is my notes for today. Like they were blank. There's (laughs) nothing here. And then I wrote down metanoia because I wanted to come back to it. It it was like tickling my head. But this is a way to do that. We carry so much stuff. Like I've been married to my husband three decades. And if I allowed it to, I could carry three, thank you. I could carry lots of experiences with me. But what I do is in the moment, see him as who he is. What's today? Exactly. What is happening right now? You know, and that's really tough to do. And, as, and I tell folks that we have been in three different marriages with the same person. Mm-hmm. I have been in three different marriages with the same person because we've allowed each other to grow and change. So that's kind of what was coming up is um, this movement. You know, I, I feel like this is what keeps coming up in, in, in having this conversation with you is that movement is physical and it is also a way that we can move through the world. We can move through yes. our life. We can move through our experience. And we have to learn how we do that best. You know, I block time things. I look at energy levels throughout the day. I, I don't, I don't, I don't feel free and I don't feel like I have control over myself if I'm setting a specific time to do a specific thing and then I don't do it. And then I mad at myself and then we can live better Mm. if we allow ourselves to move more freely. Yeah. I'm my own, I'm my own worst critic. (laughs) I like plan the day and I write on, I'm like, Okay, now cross half that stuff off, Craig, because there's no way. You're like, oh, that's not real, you know? And that's really that cross. I, I say frequently, like, do one thing and cross off two. So, like, I did that one, and this one goes right over the transom. I'm just skipping that entirely just to try and keep it. Because I have so many things that I would like to do that, uh, well, my I have, like, little touch phrases. And 20, I'm, I just look to the right. There's a thing over there on the wall and it's a couple of pictures and a and big writing it says 2020 get less done like it's what it actually says on the wall Every amen think about it's like okay how can i not do all the things that i want to do because then i can go do the one thing that i really am drawn to do um so that i i, I always i'm torn between see movers mindset comes from me looking for an available domain name that's where the name comes from i was like we gotta find a domain name that works and then i was like well that actually fits and it it's the more that we've done with the project, the more it really fits the name. But I really was not thinking ahead that like I'm called to investigate mindset and that's what the project's going to be. The project was literally, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I want to talk to people. Kept finding myself in cool conversations with random people in random places around the world. And then I was like, you know, maybe I should record these. And like, it just got out of hand. (laughs) So I I didn't set out with a map and I don't really feel like I've made a map that I can hand to someone else. So I, it's definitely, in a lot of ways, I feel like I'm learning what the artists learned much earlier. Like, yeah, just go stick your, there's a book on the bookshelf over here called Hands in Clay, which is about throwing clay pottery. And and I was like, yep, that's, the, I don't know what I'm doing. It's one of the things to start. And, you know, it falls over. And like, okay, that was, that was awesome. Do it again. And um, that's all I'm doing with podcasting, with the conversations I'm having. But don't uh, we do that as kids? Isn't that how we learned to Oh, play? absolutely. And somewhere along the way, you can draw the line where, and then I stopped doing that. So that's, that's a mistake. 
So that's a really good reflection. So reflective questions are a big thing that, that, you know, kind of allow a space in your head, you know, allow a piece of novelty. If you're, if you're asking yourself a reflective question, so that's a reflective question. What did I enjoy to do as a kid? Hmm. Um, but the other, uh, as I was listening to you, the other thing that I thought of is the 80, 20 principle Yes, and the 4% and then the 1%, right? <laughs> do less is a very good mm. mantra because when you do less, you'll do what's most important first. Yeah. But, and then the other thing I wrote down is you were talking about the map because I get a little, I'm trying to think of a word. It's not upset. It's, um, uh, <laughs> the, the ladies call it, Vivian, can you put shoes on that? Like, can you, can I, you yeah, I, you know, I, I think can you looking put shoes for the word indignant, I get indignant when I hear people <laughs> say, but keep going, but yeah, I, where have I heard that phrase? Can you put shoes on that? But I know exactly what you mean. So, yeah. And so I, I think about that a lot as, as we're moving through stuff. But when you said, I can't give you a map, even if we gave them a map, the map is not the terrain. Yes. I mean, and it's not my, useful without a compass either, not to be like metaphorically trite. <laughs> amen. You got a map. You need to know the terrain and you need to have a compass. And, and if we were to reflect that back into the way that we live, your compass are your values, mm. which are going to tell you what to do of the 4% or the 20%, right? And the terrain is who am I? What do I want? And what am I becoming? Can I get there from here? I want to go that way, but that's you, not going to happen, right? <laughs> so you're going to do a switch back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And you're going to get there. But yeah, I think, I think that's, um, that's um, something that our culture needs a lot of is do less because when you do less, you'll do the more important stuff. And we don't know how to shift from, I did, it took a lot. But shifting from a type A overachiever, I don't feel like I add value unless I'm overworking, right? To just, you know, I'm a recovering type A. (laughs) I can get into that mode, but I prefer to follow my flow, stay with my energy, focus on what matters, make them, you know, keep the important things important, which is why I don't have a lot of public engagement outside of the podcast. Hmm. I focus the majority of my attention and time on the people that I work with, you know, and that's just, I don't have space. I'm doing a challenge right now, a daily challenge because we're not in a, in a journey. Um, But outside of that, my attention is on, on my humans, my people. Mm. Yeah. Fellow travelers. What I'm debating is Craig's story or not the Craig story. Okay. Craig's story. I don't know. Fast forward about six minutes. So someone, I would I say, I fancy myself an outdoor rock climber, by which I mean, I really am into it and I know what I'm doing, but I'm really bad at it. <laughs> I'm like the wrong body type and I love food too much, but I have friends who rock climb and I know the rock climbing is within reasonable distance and, you know, I want to go to Utah and blah, blah, blah. So I, I had someone, oh, Utah, total totes, amazing. Utah, Arizona, Red Rocks. I've been to Colorado. Okay, okay, all right. Fast forward another six minutes. So someone who I went rock climbing with after, I think I climbed one or two pitches on like a whole day of like, we hiked all over the freaking place and we're like carrying gear. And it was like a real slog of a day. I mean, not hot or bad, but just wasn't a lot of rock climbing. <laughs> and at the end of the day, this person said to me like, you know, I feel like you didn't really get the rock climb much today, even though it was like a two and a half hour drive each way. And we have all this gear and we did all this stuff. And it hadn't even, I mean, I was aware of how many pitches I had climbed, but to me, I was like, no, I've been rock climbing the whole day. Like I got up at 
5.30 like I usually do. And I was rock climbing from the moment I woke up. I was like, yeah, rock climbing. Woo, you know, like get my gear, do the thing, car ride with people that I enjoy talking to and like do the thing. And I'm out in the woods in the sun and it's cold or it's wet or like to me, and I'm not saying that most rock climbers have this wrong, but I'm saying there's a way to look at an activity and say, I'm a swimmer, you know, and that happens when I'm in the pool. Mm-hmm. And there's a way to look at an activity, which is the way I look at rock climbing is like, no, I mean, I'm a rock climber. I'm rock climbing right now in my mind, you know, <laughs> like to be entirely immersed in the whole activity. And, you know, people could be saying, I'm a podcaster. I'm a parkour athlete. I do art de pass mall. I'm whatever your thing is. Do you think of, I do the thing, I identify myself with that thing, but do you mean the, the, the textbook thing that everybody else would recognize as the thing? Or do you mean the thing is like my whole life? And so my, okay, question in two parts. What is your thing? And when did you realize that it had like eaten your entire life and like had become like, yeah, this is what I do all the time. I'm going to guess there's an epoch where your thing was mom. And and that was like a whole, like, yeah, I'm, I'm momming the whole time. Um, but I'm wondering what, what might that thing be now? And when did you realize that that had become all encompassing or I'm completely wrong? It's another option. That's so delicious. There's two parts to that too. You're so like both (laughs) and okay. (laughs) So the first part, I want to relate it back to the way we move through our lives. Um, People, uh, and I'll use like people think that when they're meditating, they're in a room by themselves sitting on the floor you can move through your entire life in a meditative state. So I love that you said, I'm rock climbing from the moment I open my eyes until I'm reflecting on that day with that little grin right there, right? Like, (laughs) dude, that one reach, you know what I mean? That's a beautiful way to live. Because if you focus on just that one thing, like my guys and I, I don't do it as much as they do, but they're doing downhill mountain biking, right? (laughs) I've done some of that on accident. Ah! <laughs> no. Sorry, and ahead. it's the same kind of thing. It's the fixing the bike. It's the cleaning the bike. It's the carrying the bike. You know, it's the modding yeah, the bike. The, the car ride to the bike. To the place, right? It's the it's the trek up in the lowest gear, which is walking, right? Mm-hmm. The whole it's the whole thing. And so I love that you said that. And and I and I want to invite the listeners to sort of look at their thing, their activity. And are you putting a box around it or are you really experiencing it like full out the whole time? And the second thing to actually answer your question, I do a lot of reflection. (laughs) Some people call it navel gazing, but I'm just like, I can't see my nose unless I'm looking in a camera or in a mirror. So I figure I'm not going to get to know who I am unless I'm really looking back and we don't do a good job of looking back we are more focused as a culture of moving forward how fast am i going where am i getting to Mm. not what you know how far have i come what are the connections so i actually um for for a period of time reflected on exactly what you just said what is my thing just because i wanted it to have some something tangible to it and what i've recognized over my whole life the thread that's connected my whole life is, is interrelationships, is connections. I mean, my dissertation is on interorganizational collaboration, right? The partnership development phase that I did in my first career, it was all about 
getting people to work together. And I think I learned that in my huge family. My, my grandmother has had birthed 15 kids, you know, 13 are still alive. And I might have that wrong. Me, mommy, I'm sorry. But can you imagine? And her mother had 13 kids. So I have a huge family. So I learned very early that there are different perspectives. There could be four sisters in the same room having the same experience and each of them remembers something differently. And they're, th- and they're like 28 years apart, right? It's, these are not like we all, we're, all, we're all playing Frisbee together. It's like this one's got kids and this one is still a teenager, yeah. Yeah, so growing up, I'm like, oh, like learning how we work together as humans. I mean, and connection is one of those primary needs. So the thread throughout my life has been connection and I do it in everything that I do. Mm. What's gotten me through the pandemic is this um, ritual that this ritual that we've created and it's a Monday night steak dinner. And sometimes I have themes and the guys will roll their eyes, but they love it. They really do. I know they do. You know, we, we made gingerbread houses this last Monday and I'll incorporate things that we do. And at the end, and then we have a beginning, we eat, you know, we do our thing. And then at the end, we play spades. We're a huge spades family. Mm. We have like a championship belt and the whole thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this ceremony, this ritual, this connection, this making meaningful moments it's just the way that I've lived my whole life. I've just now started to really taste it and really feel it and really look forward to it. Mm. It just has happened in my roles in life, but now I'm creating it intentionally, which is, is a whole nother level. Thanks for that question. I was going to say, you're really good at fielding. Sometimes I throw crazy questions like that and people just go like, well, um, I heard a word and... <laughs> It's really, I think it takes a special mind to be able to, what I'm thinking is, uh, do we record the part where I said it's like walking down Broadway? No, I didn't record that part. So I I often tell the guests before we start that it's, this is like walking down a street, Broadway in New York City, if you've been there. And there's just like, uh, we can't experience all of this, you know? So it's like, you know, I'm thinking about Cruller Donuts and you're thinking about, you know, bacon wrap, whatever. And then, you know, we're just having a conversation about what we're experiencing might be time for lunch soon. And that, I think, the way that you answered that question showed me that you're not just, what did he say? What's the answer? It's like, I'm passing you a wacky idea and you're like, yeah, that's interesting. It makes me think about this idea. And I think that's what makes podcasting for me work is either I'm getting lucky or I'm picking intentionally people who are interested in going on the conversational journey. Um, of course, this should have led to a question, but it doesn't. Well, I just wanted to to put a pin a little bit on walking down Broadway. the The imagery that I that ha, that I had in mind when you said that is I'm um, side by side because as human beings, like we can't, you know, the looking in. I don't. It, I actually studied this because I study my guys. Like the way that I when I connect with them, I actually connect with them doing an activity or side by side. Never face to face. face. Yeah. So it just made this connection with me. I don't know. But when you're walking down Broadway, focused on the conversation, the memory of that uh, experience is going to be so deep and so rich because it's going to be tied to your experience with another human being. And because there's so many things that we can take pictures of places that we've been and they have no meaning if there's not a person or a story in it, right? Yep. So I'm just segueing into 
I feel really honored to be a guest on your podcast. And oh, I just wanted to thank you. You're more than, I was like, I haven't talked to Vivi yet. I, gotta, <laughs> I was like, um, great. <laughs> yes. Two hours. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Most people don't know that we asked for two hours of your time. Some people, I have actually never had anybody say no. People are like, okay, I'm in. Because you know? it's you. I oh guess. gosh. I was so honored. Thank you. Oh, yeah. You're, you're very welcome. I, it's okay. Fine. Thank you. I'll just, I often tell people, learn to accept the compliment. So thank you for saying so. You're welcome. Um, I, okay, this is going to sound a little trite, but I don't think it's going to lead us to trite conversations. So I'm going to say, this is going to sound crazy, dear listeners, if you have no idea what I'm talking about. But tell me about the fan belt. Where did the idea for that first blog post come from? And, and um, I'm assuming that you know what I'm talking about. If not, you're okay. But what I'm, I'm not, yes, what the story would be interesting, but what I'm really curious about is clearly because it's the first blog post, you went from whatever the idea or story or whatever it is you're about to go, here it is. That, that's a thing that you had and other people will have similar experiences. You can't not have those. How, what, why did you get from that to like, that's it. I'm putting up a website and this is the first blog post. I'm super interested in the, where did the fan belt thing come from? But how did it get to be the first, what was the catalyst to make it be the first piece? Do you have it in front of you? Like, can you read it to the listeners? Mm, I'm pretty quick. Uh, <laughs> I, am, I am on your blog. I am... Ooh, I don't know. Let's see how fast I am. Yeah. Hold on. Scroll to the bottom. Hit 30. Scroll to the bottom. A new paradigm for systems. Okay. You want me to read the whole thing? Yeah. Read it out loud. In your podcast voice. In your podcast voice. Oh, I didn't mean to have a podcast voice, but apparently there's NPR, Craig. All right. This is from January 20th, 2014. To an engineer, a fan belt exists between the crankshaft and the water pump. To a seeker, the fan belt exists between love and our humanity. The soul infinitely flows through and between. Our deepest desire is for peace, joy, and love. Dominion over these systems opens the faucet to these states. Want me to keep reading? Okay. I'll read the whole thing. It's, there's more. I am. So this is Vivi's blog, not Craig's blog. I am serving a compelling inspiration, a belief that love is what we are, being is our wellspring, and humanness is what we do. We are asleep to the truth of who we are, but the flow of these systems opens us up to our infinite potential and allows us to become fully integrated human beings. At the fundamental roots of all of our suffering is a misalignment of love, a lack of attention on our state of being, or a flawed perception of our humanness. There is no need to discover, only to uncover. Take a step into your own heart, pull yourself out and up from your lower self to your greater relationship with the world. We can design our life to flow so that we increase our capacity to love as the greatest universal law. Fulfill the longing of your soul and live out your own unique pattern. Find what's right and spend your attention on what's working. Love restores reason. People is all everything is and can ever be. We are here to love and be loved. Teaching is defined as demonstrating love. All of us are teachers and students. We are teaching other people in every movement. Pardon me. We are teaching other people in every moment who they are. Care, connect, 
and break patterns that don't have heart. Being is the peaceful sea of a cultivated meditative mind and our most valuable formless skill. Everything is unity. Our deepest desires draw us into peace, presence, and oneness. Truth is the gap between thoughts, feelings, and experiences. Human is an acceptance and compassion of our fundamental biological impulses and reflexes. Mobilize your well-being by recognizing the great oneness of life and the harmony in between our form and the formless. We are all connected to each other mm. and everything around us. Wow. Wow, you wrote it. I just read it. <clears throat> I thought it was really, really cool, really, really good, really, really insightful. And I went, okay, first of all, fan belt, that's a wickedly awesome metaphor. And so where to get the fan belt metaphor for like what happened that led to that? But it's one thing to have that. I'm going to call that an insight. It's one thing to have that the whole thing insight. And it's another to actually type it all out and put it out in the world. So that I was like on my list of, you know, where is it? Tell me about the fan belt. Mm. So when I, there's two, th when you, I heard you read it, two, I, I'm, two things came up for me. The first is in January of 2014, I was, the Vivian that wrote that was that, like the intellectual. I think I was attempting to make sense of everything that had just happened, how it had happened, like what's the map, right? What's the map? But the second thing that came up for me when you read it is, I mean, I almost, oh, it's like watching a baby grow up. Like I didn't, I haven't revisited that. I don't think ever. And to hear threads of what we've already talked about said in that kind of freaked me out a little bit and made me feel good. Like I am still on the right path. I am still not on message because there's no on message, but the truths are still coming out in whatever ways they need to come out. I honestly, I think that in the back of my mind, I'm always looking for a way to relate to my guys, right? Because relationship is important to me. And so it was just a car, right? The car was the first thing that came up. And when I think of my dad, he, he says, you know, we have conversations. He's like, Vivian, you start the car. And like, but what happens when it doesn't start? You got to lift the hood. You know, we have these types, you know, so the car, even though it's not my metaphor is a metaphor that I know is important to my people. So, and that's who I'm talking to, right? The, the next generation. And it's a side-by-side -side conversation. It's not a metaphor that I really understand because I know nothing about cars, but I know that without this fan belt, nothing else moves. <laughs> and the other thing that you that you'll see, and it happens in nature, and you'll see it if you visit my website, but I have an infinity symbol, and it is that fan belt with the shell in it. Everything <laughs> is yeah. interconnected. I don't know that I mentally did that on purpose, but now I recognize that. Like we, there's just this, this flow and this movement to our experience that connects everything. So does that answer your fan belt question? Yes, it does. I have to say, 
I was like, oh, I, I didn't, I, I skimmed it. So like cold reading is not easy, but I had to actually cover you. I was like, I can't watch you watch me read it. That doesn't work. I had to like move the text. I'm like, wow, that's weird. That's a problem. And it, I find that, so yes, it does answer my question because I didn't have a specific idea of what the answer would be. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, asking questions or suggesting lines for further conversation are just ways to explore the other person. I don't ha- usually have an answer in mind. I find that reading other people's stuff to the author, that kind of wigs me out because I'm like, boy, I hope, because like I could read it different ways and I'm like, boy, I hope the way I read this jibes with what you were thinking this piece was. And I'm not asking like, did I do it right? Because clearly I did, but it's it's an interesting challenge to ask, mm. you know, like, well, we all know it's hard to give someone else your writing and say, read it. And it's, I think it's, it's easy, but it's really hard to like take your writing and stick it up on the interwebs. Um, but then to say to someone, hey, read this out loud back to me and then see what you get. I, I hadn't even until about halfway through when my brain meta exploded. I hadn't even thought like, whoa, like reading an author's work. Like when I read the poem earlier on, that's that's like safe, right? Because you didn't write the poem and it's somebody else's poem. It's meaningful to you. So if you could put the, but this is like, hey, I'm going to read your words to you. <laughs> so it's but like, I also invited you to do that so that your um, audience, so that your listeners could have that experience of it. And really see yeah, as opposed to the fan bell in context and, and to remind me because it was so early on. I, I used to sit at my you had ever gone back and no, I used to I, I don't like remembering that time because I used to sit at my desk and cry and and be mad and say, I I can't I can't do this. Like you've got to go ask somebody else to do it. It's not for me. I have a good life. I don't need any attention. I don't want to be in public view. This is too risky. I mean, I used to have conversations with myself in that way. And I remember crying, like literally crying and being frustrated. And finally one day, which is why I always am very careful what I ask for, because then I get it in a way I didn't intend. I I gave up and I put it away and I said, look, I'm too afraid. And with this fear, I'm not going to do it. So you've got to either fix this or let it go. And I was talking to God, right? To, to divine. I was like, Higher power, right? you've got it. You've got mm. this thing going on in me and you need to set me free and let me be. And um, within a couple of months is when I had that car accident and had the, the near death experience that really released me from a lot of the, I give a shit and gave me the freedom to do what I'm doing now. So ask for what you need, yeah. um, but don't expect to get it in the way that you want. <laughs> <laughs> What's the world? Uh, you can't always get what you want, but if you try sometimes, you just might find you get what you need. Exactly. That works. Deep wisdom. Where are we on time? About an hour, I think. All right. So here's the point in the podcast where I have to decide are we four-fifths of the way or two-thirds of the way? Because if we're two-thirds of the way, I'm going to start a new train of thought. If we're four-fifths of the way, we should head for the door. I'll, I'll offer you the lead, leadership baton one last time. Is there anything else that you want to dig into before I think we head for the door? So I'm going to allow some silence, which is interesting, right, when you're listening. As you read that, the the word that really popped up for me was uncover and the idea of having what you need already. And I just want to put a pin on that and emphasize it 
for for your listeners is I really do believe that what you what you actually need is within your reach. I mean it is within your it is within your reach. And I am a learner and a lot of times I can procrastinate and dive into learning as a way of procrastination. So what I've recognized is those those truths that are true to you. They might be different for me and different for someone else. And and so uncover, like like I uncovered that seashell in mm. at the beach, you know. Uncover your experience, like really dive into it because the remembering in this line of work, when you're diving horizontally, right, from your head to your heart, uh, that's the map. Uh, if folks are looking for a map, is just uncover, you know, pay attention to learn who you are, what you want, and who you're becoming. Um, that's mm-hmm. that's what I want to say. Terrific. <laughs> uh, that's becoming like my shtick. Terrific is your shtick? Terrific, with not horrific with an H. Terrific. Oh, terrific. Terrific. Oh my God, no. Did you think I said horrific? No. Terrific. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Suddenly, I'm wondering how oh many guests Oh my God, Melissa, have, I think he's blushing. <laughs> ooh, how many guests have thought that I have None. Absolutely horrific. none. Oh my God, that's none. horrible. None. That would be horrific. Yes. Terrific. Thank you for... I don't I, I don't like to talk bad about anybody who's not in the room, but sometimes I have guests who don't have the experience to really like to like look behind them, go oh, an hour and a half, grab a couple of threads, and then bring it together like that. And that's fine. I think it takes a certain amount of life experience before you're able to even do that. But when people like yourself do that, I, I just want to like hit stop, except there's one more thing I have to ask you. So that's, and that's when I go, terrific like that's that's what that is when i say that so that's maybe the highest compliment i can pay in the podcast now i'm going to go think about that wow so let me just say thank you you're, you're very welcome let me just say i mean i want to say like oh my god thanks by the way for that coaching habit book recommendation the time we were talking with uh i can't think of her name in the conference with a whole bunch of things i should say thank you for but let me instead just say and of course the final question three words to describe your practice Hmm. So I thought that I would say love being human because it is, it is, it is, it is the everything, right? Everything flows from it. But when I allowed myself to sort of tap in, what came up was connection. So it is my practice, connection, connecting, connecting deeper, making connections, and then creativity. This idea that we've been talking about co-creating whether you're in in the room by yourself like i just talked about crying (laughs) or you're in a space with beautiful humans like you we are always co-creating so that invitation to open ourselves to not because culture says we have to do things on our own independently by ourselves pick yourself up by the bootstraps kind of stuff no we have to, you know, we create, we co-create. And then I, I guess the, the, the third one I didn't know until I started talking, and that is community. Like, find your community. If it's one person, if it's your pen, I actually like pencils over pens, Craig. 
but you know, move something through your body to reflect back on, to help you open whatever mindset or whatever perspective you're looking for. If it's, if your community is a piece of paper and a pencil, that's good enough. That is fine. If your community is that phone a friend, someone who can be a loving, gentle, kind of a critic, you know, because not too criticky, but, you know, just very gentle. Find your space because we're not meant to do this alone. Those are my three words. Terrific. Thank you very much, Vivi. It was a sheer delight to finally get a chance to sit down. I can't wait for COVID to be over so that we can start sitting down again face-to-face with people, but it was a delight to get a chance to sit down and talk. It was everything I hoped it would be. Thank you. I really appreciate, again, I was delighted to, I was excited. I really was excited and I was nervous. I was like, my audio, my lighting, oh, God. my, no, my, my shallow the depth top. of you're, field. No, no, the, <laughs> yeah, there's a, a uh, these are in, in recording and video now people. And this one, uh, we spun the call up and Vivi has a camera and I'm, I'm like, oh, you have a camera, which has a shallow depth of field. So like for face and anyway. Okay, I'll up my game on video since it's been thrown down. Anyway, it was a pleasure to talk to you. So much fun. And I'll be seeing you around. Thanks, V. Thanks.